All right, well, we're doing it. My name's Allison Voidovich. I am Allie Toons. Welcome back to All Is On with the Allisons. Allie Toons is definitely more the research type. I'm not an idiot, but she definitely prepared way more for this episode than me, so. <laughs> but the point of the podcast is that our name is the same. All right, well, we're doing it. Um, hi to anyone who might be listening. Uh, my name is Allison Voidovich, and we have... Allie Toombs, also called Allison, but I go by Allie. Yeah, and we have been discussing possibly doing a podcast like this for a couple years now, and nothing better than a pandemic to cause you to do what you say you wanted to. Um, yeah, why else would I be stuck in a closet, right? I yeah, outside we world. are both <laughs> recording from closets right now because those are the most soundproof spaces in our houses. But um, yeah, I'm so be anyway, because the outside world is very scary right now. Allie's living in her closet. (laughs) If you're listening to this in like 2029 or whatever, uh, (laughs) this is a COVID-19 time, April 2020, aka the end of the world, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't left our house. (laughs) I just didn't think the world would end this slow. I thought they would be nice enough to smite us like immediately, but we have to watch it end. It's pretty, pretty weird. I thought it was going to be Zorp the lizard god. (laughs) <laughs> so i guess the direct reference but <laughs> i guess like between between all of this shit we decided we wanted to do this because we have a lot of topics that we have some strong opinions on but not in yeah. a bad way um maybe that, in a bad way to maybe in a bad are. way but but yeah we figured we would just talk as uh two 20 somethings that think we know stuff and share kind of our own experiences on various things and since our names are both allison and that also spells all is on that means all is on the table for us to talk about Allie tombs is definitely more the research type um i'm not an idiot but she definitely prepared way more for this episode than me so (laughs) i might just be more of your comic relief but we uh we wanted to just just chat it on up. up and see what's going on. Uh, yeah. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself, Allison. What do you do? What's your life? You know, <sighs> too many things. Um, two, two minute intro. Two minute intro elevator pitch. Okay. So I own a company <laughs> called Flabs to Fitness. Uh, we do online health coaching and content creation for health companies. And then I am also a stand up comedian and actress based in Austin, Texas. So into the health stuff, into the the content and uh, into all of the funny stuff and very much lacking on my performance um, outlets right now, which is probably why I'm like, let's start a podcast because we aren't allowed to go on stage in front of people right now. So that's my little spiel. Allie Toombs, what do you do? Who are you? Uh, I'm a nurse. I uh, work with sick kids. That's all I pretty much have to tell you. Um, don't negate I, the fact that you're a badass <laughs> ICU night nurse, okay? Oh, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. It is what it is. Been a nurse for a couple years. Definitely changed who I am as a person. It has definitely opened my eyes to, like, how I view things. In comparison to, like, how I grew up and even what happened in college, I've definitely grown up a lot. Um, I am engaged to my best friend. We're getting married in October. 
It's a big influence in my life and it's also affected a lot of how I think about things. Uh, and I have three cats and they're very important to me, more important <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> three cats, two of which you didn't mean to keep, but <laughs> nope, did not. Two of which, well, one of, one of the ones I didn't initially want, I exited. And then the third one I really didn't want. And then he ended up just making his way into my heart. Yep. <laughs> He's actually in the closet with us right now. As cats like to do. Yes. Well, they're not allowed in here usually. So oh, a special really time for them too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. All right, so uh, what's our topic for today? So you and I both decided that online dating would be a fun, super easy, quote unquote, super accessible uh, topic to start on. And, and super relevant right now. You can't yeah. meet anybody in person. <laughs> yeah. And, and we both have like, obviously, you know, being in our 20s, we have very personal experiences with online dating, pretty different experiences and um, we know a lot of our friends are basically all over the spectrum with it as well. So we wanted to get into some of the good stuff, some of the bad stuff, how it's changing right now with all of this virtual craziness. But I know. Yeah. I went into like a, a, a Reddit rabbit hole last night. <laughs> no good like... story starts with that. <laughs> I like Reddit. I don't know. It was interesting to see what people had to say and like how people were responding. I'm not particularly i don't go on reddit very often so i was right. on it for like an hour and i was like wow people have so much to say so i have like a couple interesting things of what people are saying like right now during covid19 pandemic and kind of like how they've been dating mm -hmm. but before we go super into that um i just kind of wanted to do like an overview of what we consider or like what i was kind of considering online dating when we talked about doing this topic mm -hmm. uh for me it was more of like apps more so than like eHarmony or like the only other dating online website right. that I know, which is farmersonly.com. <laughs> Match counts too. Match is one oh, too. Match is really big. Farmers only. <laughs> hey, we're from Texas. That's where some people meet. That's valid. That's true. <laughs> Trucks and big hats. It's all true. All the stereotypes, like 98% of them are based on facts. Except the tumbleweed is in Arizona, which is where Allie now lives. So <laughs> I do live in Arizona. There's a lot of hicks here too. So don't worry. I didn't go that far away from my roots um but for me i was thinking more like dating apps that are like most common are bumble obviously tinder plenty of fish hinge and then coffee meets bagel were like the ones that popped up as most common on like my initial google search mm -hmm. uh, me personally so cody and i've been together for almost three and a half years um and we actually met on bumble that's why we talked that's why I thought this would be kind of a fun topic to talk about because I had obviously had a very positive experience from my online dating. Right. Uh, but a lot of people have really scary experiences or like terrible experiences. So I just kind of wanted to see what everyone had to say. Um, Hinge, I feel like, got really big after our dating scene. Are you on Hinge? No, yeah, that, it got big right after I kind of stopped too. So I never met anyone that I ended up dating on an online dating site, but. I do have a really good friend of mine that I met on OkCupid. And I actually, like, before this podcast was, like, on a walk with him. Like, we still hang out regularly. And, like, yeah, it's a pandemic, but we've both been quarantined. We maintain distance, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But um, he's a really good friend of mine now and also just, like, a good business contact. We have complimentary businesses. So 
I would consider that a very positive outcome. And the approach that I think of on online dating now is not so much going into it, expecting to find some sort of relationship, but like, if nothing else, it's a great tool to meet new people. Um, and I think there would be a lot better experiences on there if people didn't set such high expectations from the beginning. Because like I said, he's one of my best friends now and we never really had like that romantic spark, but we went on like two dates and we could tell that there was like a connection. It just wasn't a romantic one. And mm -hmm. uh, yeah, now he's like one of my best friends. So, um, but yeah, that, that all being said, I would say about two years ago, I kind of just stopped using online dating as much. Um, I didn't ever really like the people that I did go on actual dates with um, enough to where it was like worth it to me. And so I just kind of was like, eh, if I meet someone somewhere at like a place that I naturally want to go to, that means, you know, if I meet them at the gym or I meet them at a concert or I meet them at a restaurant, like that's someone who clearly has some sort of a mixed interest with me. And there's like a good launching point. So I just kind of quit on the online dating. So hinge also kind of came up right after I really stopped using it. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I hear a lot of good things about it. It sounds like the intro, like stuff for your profile information is very interesting and detailed and helps for better matches, I guess. It sounds more thorough from like what I saw uh, from like my friend's hinges. Um, I, like I said, I'm not, I haven't been on it. Part of me wishes I would have downloaded it just so I would have been like, this just is to see. like, but I had seen like kind of what people like through other people's. And I remember from my experience from Bumble, uh, kind of what it was like, um, but I, I heard like the general consensus from my Reddit dive was that a lot of people tend to find more like hinges, like the relationship app. Right. Which I thought was really interesting because, um, when I was on Bumble was more of like, yeah. a relationship app. So, um, so <laughs> I actually have a really funny story that you probably don't remember, but do you remember the first time you used Tinder? Oh my gosh. It was like, we were on the way to like our thespian thing. Right. Yeah. We like we were, okay. So Allie and I were in the theater troupe at our high school together and we were like literally on a bus ride up to Nebraska, Nebraska. to in like Nebraska. go to this thing over, over the summer. And like our mutual friend Becca was like talking about this thing called Tinder. And we thought the idea was so funny. And so I made an account so we could oh kind of clown God. on there and just like see what happened. 1000% Allison. I was like, she is going to get murdered because <laughs> <laughs> you were like matching with these. Cause at the time I was probably what, like 17. Yeah. 16, 17, yeah. probably 16. Uh, and you're a little bit older than me. And so I remember thinking, oh my God, she's matching with boys that are 19. Like, <laughs> that's illegal. Like, I just remember freaking out about it and being like, she is going to get murdered. Like, who thought that this app was a good idea? And I literally, I just remember just being like, well, I'm going to have to like tell her parents that I tried to convince her not to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember like just thinking it like, because Becca thought it was the funniest thing. And so I did too. And we just both had profiles and we were like, this is crazy. Who would ever take this seriously? And now that's like the main way people meet. I it's know. wild. I some statistics on like dating, like most recently. Yeah. A lot of people do meet online and that's fascinating because yeah, I, especially, uh, I have another story too that I'll get into, but, um, my, my view then and my view for a really long time was like, 
meeting people online is dangerous, right? Like, right. I, I grew up, uh, shout out to my mom for making me scared of everything, but I, I grew up <laughs> watching 2020 and yeah. Law and Order SVU, and I can't sleep at the front of the house because of the big windows, because that's where Elizabeth Smart was taken out of, you know? I'm a very <laughs> proud young millennial, <laughs> and, you know, that's how I was raised. And so the idea of meeting someone online that you don't even know was so scary. But when I got to college, it's like what everyone was doing. So I started college at Arizona State in 2014. Um, and that's like what everybody was doing. Everybody was on Tinder at the time. I don't think Bumble was really around it quite yet. And I remember being like, what? Tinder? That's gross. Like, yeah. all people want to do is have sex. Like, it's so disgusting. I can't believe you guys want to do it just to hook up app. And then one night I was like, fuck it. And I downloaded one and I ended up dating like quite a few guys off of Tinder. And my mom probably doesn't know this, but a few of the guys she met, I actually met on Tinder. I told her, I told her but <laughs> sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah. And it's funny how they've shifted too, right? Cause now it's kind of like common knowledge that Tinder's like the hookup app. And like you said, mm -hmm. it, the, the relationship app has kind of shifted from Bumble to Hinge. Although I do still hear about quite a lot of Bumble usage, but um, really? yeah, at least like certain cities, it's never really, for some reason, like, even though it was founded in Austin, like I've never really had that much success on it in Austin, but I totally like, it seems so, so much more active in cities like Dallas and Phoenix. I've had like, I've gone, I literally went on a date in Dallas one time with a guy that I matched with on Bumble that day. And it was just like such a better connection than any ever uh, other Bumble match I had had in Austin. Um, well, that's because you were in Austin. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Austin is like a tough city to date player. in. Yeah. Austin's Austin pretty tough is, to date in. Compared to when we were younger, Austin is a completely different place now. Absolutely. Yeah. The, the story I always tell people when it comes to Austin is like, I'm 25 for reference. And right before I was born was when my parents moved to Austin and where Dell headquarters is now in the suburb, just North of Austin. That's where my dad and my uncle used to go dove hunting. Like that oh, used to I just be a field. That. Yeah. Like 26 years ago, that was a field. <laughs> oh, I, I always think about when I moved to uh, the town that we grew up in north of Austin, they were building the outlet mall that's been mm -hmm. there forever. And I remember when we moved there, my parents and I were so excited because we were like, oh my God, there's going to be an outlet mall here. Like, it wasn't <laughs> even built. And that outlet mall just celebrated. It's like, 15th anniversary oh or my something gosh. and they've like built it up and it's huge now and it's completely different than because that was just cornfields that's like, the you know. thing that round rock is known for like whenever i tell someone i'm from round rock they're like oh my gosh that's where the outlet mall is right and i'm like oh my gosh this is so dumb or, yeah or the, the big donuts we're the like, donuts yeah, that's, that's, that's it where i'm from the donuts and the yeah. outlet mall yeah it's like it's like a tourist place now like, a little bit I yeah in, i think i want to say i was in san antonio or dallas or something i was in dallas i was a sophomore in college and i went to dallas for alex's uh, alex is her brother uh, i went to a hockey tournament in dallas and they had a round rock flyer in the hotel we're staying in <laughs> you know, like, like come visit round rock <laughs> yeah they were like we have a baseball team and it had like the water tower on it and i was like i cannot believe that this like podunk hick little town that i grew up in which it wasn't podunk or hick but you know when you're but it felt like it. <laughs> and yeah. you felt like it and everybody knows each other and <laughs> God, 
I was like, I can't believe that people are like going to my town as like a tourist thing and like come see the Round Rock because yes, our town is named after Round Rock. Is not even round? It's not exciting. It's, it's like, not round. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's, that's funny. Yeah, it's just so nuts. Anyway, sorry, that was a no, that was a tangent. That's totally. <laughs> now you guys know we're from Round Rock. You can Google it. We have a Round Rock, but <laughs> and then you'll be so surprised, so, so disappointed, underwhelmed <laughs> at how lame the Round Rock is. I remember moving to Round Rock and my parents being like, it's named after Round Rock and we're going to drive past it. And I was so excited and my heart was racing, my little eight-year-old soul. And I was just so excited. My palms were sweaty. My parents were like, it's okay, it's on the left. And I thought it was going to be this like huge, amazing, like perfectly spherical boulder. And it's literally a flat rock. On the side of the road. In a creek. Uh, in a creek. <laughs> you can see, like, a hotel. It's not exciting. It's super lame. And then oh it's from being like, wow, is this how it's going to be the rest of the time I live here? And it wasn't. My time around Rook was actually pretty pleasant. But, like, it's, just, like, it's hilarious that, like, I was so excited to move to this cool town. And I was like, holy crap, this town is super lame. Um, you know, as I get older, I'm like, that was a great place to grow up. You know, when you're in high school, you're like, this place is so lame. But yeah, it's like the good little you get the suburban like benefits, but also you're close enough to Austin to go to the concerts and rage a little bit. But um, yeah, it's good. Um, It was was fun. We also grew up like in that time, too, where like you like talking about how you thought I was going to get murdered when we were on our way to Nebraska just made me think Mm -hmm. of like I saw some meme that was like in 1995, the whole warning was um don't don't give strangers your address don't answer the phone when you don't know who it is don't talk to to people on the internet that you don't know and now it's like literally use your phone to access the internet to call a stranger to your house and get in their car and go somewhere else i saw that too you you're always grown up you always grow up and your parents are like don't get into the car with strangers and now it's like please pay to get into the car with the stranger (laughs) so i don't need to drive you yeah exactly exactly yeah, um, and we'll have to talk about that sometime, too, because uh, Allison actually drove for Lyft for a while. I don't know if you're still doing that, but I'm sure you have some crazy stories. Yeah, there's some wild people. I am not currently doing it. It's not worth the time or the risk, um, and I don't even know if Lyft is really, like, like Lyft is usually pretty vocal in trying to get their drivers to go out on the road because, obviously, we make money, they make money, but, um, yeah, they're not even trying, which I'm upset about because that was definitely some good, fun, extra income, but... Yeah, um, it was it was interesting and definitely uh, definitely drove a lot of dates around, which was funny. But um, <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, I'm looking at some of these show notes that you have right here just about like, let's like, I want you to share some of this info that you found as far as people who use online dating, because I think there's still like a stigma around like, mm-hmm. even though our generation is like, oh, yeah, we met on Tinder. It's like they're still scared to tell that to their parents you know it's it's funny that you say that because i don't know if i've told you this but um so when i first met cody so cody and i met on bumble in 2016 and when i first met him uh i date we talked for eight hours and he's a pretty quiet guy so that's saying a lot yeah Um, and we just immediately hit it off but i didn't want to tell my mom i made i met him on a dating app because she would have not taken him seriously she would have been like this is just some loser who just wants to have sex with you and like so i told her that we met downtown i said uh, he's a generator (laughs) mechanic and i said i said that he was working on the generator on asu's campus i was there and he asked for directions and i told him and we hit it up i told my mom that and we dated for a year and a half before i told her the truth 
and she was so pissed. I've never lied to her about anything. How did um, you like break that bad. news to her? <laughs> oh my God. One of my favorite stories. Uh, we were actually downtown. My parents, my brother and I were in the car downtown uh, and we were going to go do something like get dinner. Or I don't know what we were doing, going to a concert or something. And we went downtown and we drove past the place where I told my mom I met Cody. And she was like, oh, Allie, like, tell us how you met Cody again. Like, it was right there. And I was like, well, we've been dating long enough. It's probably time I, you guys, like, I met him on a dating app called Bumble. And my mom was like, like, she turned around in the car and she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, like, I, I told you I met him down because, like, I technically met him downtown. I just met him on my phone, and then we texted for a while, and then we ended up meeting up at Rudy's. And she was like, what? I was like, yeah, I just, I knew you weren't going to take him seriously. Told you that I didn't meet him in person. And she was like, I cannot believe you lied to me. And I looked dead in the face and was like, my mom and I would you have taken the guy seriously if I told you met him on an online dating app? And my brother was like, no, burn. He was like, you wouldn't have taken him seriously at all. And my dad was like, la, 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 like fingers in his ears. <laughs> <he was> <laughs> and it was just such a great moment in my life because she was so mad. And like, she still brings it up. She's like, well, I mean, how can I trust you? You lied about Cody. And I'm like, because how do you think you would have reacted? And like, she makes this face when she knows that I'm right. And she just made the face and I was like, I know I'm right. You would have not, you would have not accepted it. You would have not taken it seriously. And like, I knew Cody was definitely going to be like boyfriend material from super yeah. early on. So, oh my gosh. That, um, so telling future, my kids, this story. Uh, so I met Cody on a dating app. We went on one date that lasted a long time. And then we texted and talked on the phone for like a week. And then he came up and picked me up from my parents' house to go driving around in an ATV and shoot guns in the desert. That's our second date. Oh my gosh. Like, now that I look back on it, I'm like, what the fuck was wrong with me? Dude. Like, my kids are like, I met this guy online and I'm going to go shooting in the desert with him. I'd be like, what is wrong with you? No. And uh, that's that's what we, and, um, you know waiting for the other shoe to drop he can murder me at any time i guess but oh my gosh so <laughs> i'm like red in the face from laughing at that story too because i just know <laughs> how your family dynamic works and like that's exactly what i expected <laughs> oh god my mom was bad she's still mad like she still brings it up that was like two years ago <laughs> she's still like oh, you lied to me about how you met cody so how can i trust that like this recipe for chocolate chip cookies is actually really good. Oh my gosh. It's like, mom, this is ridiculous. <laughs> I've never lied to you about anything. I, I never have. Like I was, I, we're just best friends. But that's I, I so just funny. Seriously. But anyway, that's another tangent. Yeah, no, that just totally like, I think that's like a good lesson though of like, like the way you meet the person doesn't super matter. Like, no, it doesn't. And you like talking about going shooting on your second date. I went shooting on a first date with a guy that I met in person. So it didn't make my decision making any more sober. Like we, that was literally <laughs> our first date. And like, that. was it in the desert or were you at like, a shooting no, facility? we went to a shooting facility, but I met this guy. Better. I met this guy at a paleo convention called paleo FX. And oh, yeah. he recognized me from my Instagram, which first of all, should have been a red flag. Like mm. I, whatever and I like didn't think it was weird and he like said my name and then like was like you're a comedian right and I said 
Oh, yeah, because at, at weird conventions like that, sometimes I get recognized for my fitness page because there's like more followers on there. But I've never been recognized for my just Allison like comedy page in real life. And so I was like, that's weird. I don't have that many followers. Who is this guy? And, but he was also hot. <laughs> and I didn't know that. Yeah. And so then I was like, okay. And so we like went on our first date to a shooting range. <laughs> I was like, this is great. <laughs> Do you think that's just like, like we were okay with it because like we were raised around firearms? I Oh, it's got to like, be part, part that at least. I know, yeah. Because it, you know, um, which not to be political or anything, but Allison was raised with firearms and goes hunting and, and mm -hmm. um, my dad is ex-military. So I was also raised around firearms. So I'm not particularly afraid of a firearm. So when Cody was like, hey, we should go shooting in the desert. I was like, that sounds like fun. I haven't been shooting in a while. So like, yeah. it just didn't even, it crossed my mind that like something bad can happen. But like, like I said, Cody and I had this connection immediately. And like, um, he agrees. Obviously. And I think like to bring but, it back even to like online dating, this just popped into my head. But like, I think part of the reason why people have bad experiences on online dating is because there's this thing that like the technology removes when it comes to just like our gut sensation when we meet a person. So like everything on paper, AKA everything on the screen that you're seeing might be great. And you're having this good conversation and you're attracted to their pictures and all that stuff. But then when you meet them in person, just something doesn't click. And I feel like that's just a good, like your story with Cody and my story with Zach, like it's just a good way to reiterate, like, you had met Cody online, but as soon as you saw him in person, that connection was real. And like yeah. your intuition, especially as a female, like female intuition is super strong and we try to negate it a lot, but it's very much a real thing. Like mm -hmm. you just kind of intuitively knew like, okay, I'm, I'm all right with this guy. Oh yeah. And, um, you had mentioned earlier about going in with the right intention. I actually thought Cody was a really boring texter and on mm -hmm. Bumble. Cause you know, a lot of these, um, which the statistics that I'll talk about kind of reflect this, but uh, it's a lot more, more men are actually on dating sites, but women get more hits. Cause I think a lot of guys just go and swipe right on everybody to see who will tag with it. Like match with yep. them. Like I had probably, I don't know, hundreds of matches potentially yeah. on um, dating apps. And Cody told me I was one of two girls he matched with on Bumble and Cody looks like Captain America. Like, yeah, he is a very attractive dude, which granted he kind of like half us set up his Bumble account. Like I almost, I remember sitting in my friend's bed and seeing his picture and being like, this guy kind of looks like a douche. Cause he had like a tank top <laughs> pick in here, yeah. and, like a picture with like cars. And I was like, you know what? His bio seems nice. Like what, what's the worst that's going to happen? Right. That's why. Um, and then it was Bumble. So I initiated the conversation and uh he would get back to me intermittently and i yeah. thought it was because he wasn't interested but it was because he was so busy which i know that now he still doesn't mm -hmm. text me to this day <laughs> <laughs> um and he just he kept going like oh you know do you want to get dinner tomorrow night and i'm like oh no i'm busy whatever i was in nursing i just started nursing school at the time and i was like oh, i'm busy whatever and he kept asking like oh you know can we meet in person or like can we talk on the phone or whatever and i was like oh, i'm busy and then finally he was like what about Saturday night? And I was like, I can't Saturday, but what about Sunday morning for breakfast? And that's where we ended up meeting and, and where things kind of took off from there. Um, but I wasn't planning on meeting anybody. Uh, I downloaded Bumble. So I downloaded Tinder and Bumble and all that good stuff when I was 
a freshman in college mm-hmm. and then had it on and off, um, dated on and off and then like wouldn't date for a while. And then I redownloaded it again because I had lost some weight and I felt really good about myself and being in nursing school for anyone who doesn't know is like pretty much the worst thing that you can put yourself through. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I wanted kind of a distraction. My plan was, and I still tell Cody this too, my plan was to uh, meet cute boys, have them buy me dinner, make out with them, and then never talk to them again. <laughs> that was like my whole plan, like have free dinner and feel good about myself and get ready for a date and be all cute and, you know, talk to them. And if they're interested, go out a few more times, like just casually date was my right. plan. Just as kind of like a distraction from like all the BS that goes on at nursing school. And then I met Cody and of course everything changed and we've been together for a long time and I wouldn't change it for anything, but I still joke. I'm like, yeah, you know, uh, I only downloaded it so we could make out like (laughs) (laughs) now now I'm, now I'm done. I'm done with you (laughs) together and have cats and we're getting married and stuff. So like clearly it's pretty serious. I I think intentions are everything too. Cause we, when I started to to develop, to develop feelings for him, things changed. I was like, right. This is actually, I didn't think I wanted this, but I want this with you. And he was like, I agree. Like, I wasn't necessarily looking for this, but this feels right. Yeah. Um, and it obviously was. So did yeah. you ever, like seriously date anyone off a dating app? No. And that's actually, a, I like that you brought up the intentions thing as well, because again, with my friend Anthony that I was just walking with before this, like he's still on the dating apps, like still just, you know, trying to meet people. And he's a great guy, very smart. Like he's a successful, successful business owner, um, all that stuff. And it's interesting talking with him because he's noticed it more recently too, where like, he will match with someone, um, and like go on a date or even more recently, like a zoom call. Um, (laughs) and like, he'll, he'll realize very quickly that they don't actually want a relationship out of it. And, but they also don't want to hook up. And so he's just kind of like, you know, if you're not on here to just like meet for hookups and you're not just on here for relationships and you're saying like, Oh, I actually don't really want to build anything. He's like, why are you wasting your time on the dating app? Um, and people are telling him nice. It could partially be that. Um, and I did reiterate to him too. I was like, as a girl on a dating app, it is so overwhelming. Cause I was in the same boat as you like, okay, Cupid. I hated their notification style because it like, I don't know how far they would like send your profile, but I was matching with like, it tells you when people swipe right on you on okay, Cupid. And so like, I was getting right swipes and getting like notifications at the end of the day being like 1200 people have like swiped right on you. Like in the past week, like make sure you're staying on top of your matches. And I'm just like, what the hell? And, um, yeah. So I don't really know like how that all works, but I, I will say like, I think, part of it is misaligned expectations. Um, I think so too. And I think, um, I think sometimes not to be like me and Cody are so great, but like, I think that sometimes there's this expectation of like, wow, Allie found her fiance on Bumble. And I know your really good friend also found her fiance yeah. on a dating app. And like, that's a lot, how a lot of people are reading nowadays. Mm-hmm. So I think some people have this hope of like, Oh, I'm not having luck at school or in the bars or whatever. So why don't I go on the app and maybe I'll find the one. And then it just ends up being like a bunch of really crappy people. And like, you should know I dated a fair amount of crappy people before. I met Yeah. And, and same with Cody. He dated a lot of crappy people too. Not crappy people, but just people that you don't match with. Some of them were actually terrible, but 
you know, say la vie. That's how you grow up. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, that's not like a bad thing either. You know, like having those bad experiences helps you just figure out what you want. Um, Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I think a a battle to stay still with a lot of self-confidence issues, which I think many people in our generation do battle with, and even people in different generations battle with that as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But realizing that, like, I deserved better than what I thought I could get. If yeah that makes sense you know like i would date a really crappy guy because he liked me and right. i thought he was a really great person and then he ended up being you know like verbally abusive or verbally manipulative and i'm mm-hmm. like i deserve better than this you know yeah like, uh you know i may not think i'm the prettiest person on earth but like i'm deserve better than what i'm getting and i you know i, I ended up finding that with cody i mean i i don't think i deserve him <laughs> i think he is just amazing but he says the same thing about me we're happy yeah as cheesy as it is it's like the we accept the love we think we deserve thing like Mm -hmm. and and i kind of disagree with that sometimes because you just said like i don't think i deserve him and he feels the same about me it's like it's almost like as long as you're willing to allow someone to love you that much that's okay even if you feel like wow this is like it's crazy that someone could feel this way about me because like I haven't even said it yet like I currently have a boyfriend that I love a lot and we didn't meet on a dating app um but it's kind of the same thing like when we first started dating like neither one of us was necessarily looking for a relationship but we just like felt a connection we met at, at an event that we were both at which is kind of the scenario I was going for I was like oh we're at this weird niche event it wasn't the paleo one it was a different one but um yeah and like you know we're here like clearly we have some sort of mixed interest and at the time when I was talking to him I was like cool we clearly vibe like we were able to talk business things quite a lot and uh I was gonna just hand him my business card because I was like this would be a good person to know and as I'm like pulling my business card out of my pocket to give to him he's like oh I was gonna ask you to coffee and I was like oh different proposition okay and so like you know it's but it's an interesting thing right because intentions still matter in person so like I think a lot of it is just us as like a species almost learning how to extrapolate it into the tech world and know when like we should move it from the tech platform to in person because there is a danger of just hanging out on the app too much too right like which that's what a lot of the people have been having issues with all the reddit people all my reddit friends (laughs) uh, have been having with this going on with covid because um, we're in the world of COVID-19. We can't really go out and meet anybody. We're all on lockdown uh, and staying in quarantine. And a lot of these people are like, I've been talking to this X, Y, and Z on Bumble or Plenty of Fish or whatever for a month. And we really want to meet. And like, it's starting to peter out. And people were like, how many times should you talk to somebody? Am I talking too much? Or, you know, I saw that one guy posted was like, we had a Zoom date. Like, you know, I put on an did my hair but she stayed in her pajamas you know like yeah that's a new whole like expectation setting right Mm -hmm. yeah that was really interesting um because you know what is okay because the feminist is me the feminist in me is like fuck you she should be able to wear whatever the fuck she wants but at the same time i'm like i would want someone to put in the effort for me if they were genuinely interested because i put in the effort for them yeah that's a good like tie-in yeah um, and so, which I, again, think is hilarious because before the, the date for Cody 
I did not plan on like it going anywhere. I really right. didn't because he was such a boring texter. I was just, like, <laughs> I, really, I don't feel connection with him, you know? So I almost always wear dresses or like skirts and like do my hair and stuff for dates. And I distinctly remember what I wore. I wore shorts and a black t-shirt and I did my hair and I put on makeup, but like nothing crazy. And I showed right. up and I remember sitting in the car and being like, holy fuck, that guy is way out of my league. And I woke up like 45 minutes ago <laughs> I was like what is wrong with me you know and, and, and it just I think it's one of those things where you have the expectation like just an expectation of someone charm and at the same time like I haven't put on I haven't done my hair or done my makeup in a month right <laughs> because there's no I mean I do to go to work I guess but um there's just not like a point I almost <laughs> we're recording this podcast which isn't going to have any video at this moment in time and I was like should I straighten my hair and I was like no no (laughs) yeah well it's funny like so I think this is a really good tie-in because we put this in the notes too that there's been a lot of like love is blind knockoffs and um and which is like a whole can of worms in itself but I have been involved with this uh there's this dating app called the round and they've been set to launch on May 1st and they are kind of like a dating app for people who don't like dating apps um the whole point of it is like you get matched um based on like interests and like they have matchmakers helping them figure out like algorithms you know for like what which people to show you that they think you would actually be compatible for and then um it kind of like sets up a date for you guys like you get to vote on a place that you want to go eat and like it basically is just like, all right, you're meeting here at this time with this person. And it's like very minimal chat within the app because it wants people to like get out and meet. And obviously with the pandemic going on, that can't super be promoted right now. Um, Mm -hmm. So we have taken for the past uh, month now, we're on season six. I'm taking my first break for, for, since we started the show this season. So I'm not hosting tonight, but um, we have been doing three night seasons where we get people in an area. So we did a couple seasons in Austin. We did uh, Los Angeles. We did New York. We did San Francisco and we're back in Austin for this season. Um, But we basically just, yeah, we crowdsource like via social media, via like any of our personal networks, like any single friends who might want to be involved on this show. And we bring them together and we go from speed dating on the first night to like, okay, make some selections based on your speed dates. You're going to have two longer dates on the second night. And then the third night is the first night that you're allowed to have your video on, on your can on your phone or your computer. And like, that's one final date that you get to meet the person face to face via video call. And it's really interesting because your first date is a speed date with this person and it's via like Google Hangouts with the video off. And so you're hearing their voice immediately. You have no idea about them other than the fact that they sort of live in your area. And it's it's been really cool to see the genuine connections that people have been making. But that's like definitely that's like interesting. It's really it's really fun. And we've had like numbers, like we've helped exchange numbers because of it. Like we've made connections for people. And it's really cool because um like the expectation things, like you said, like we had one season where like, yeah, the guy kind of like dressed up a little more and the girl had like just gotten out of the shower and like her hair was wet and stuff like that. And I think if you're already talking to someone, like maybe it's on Tinder or Bumble or whatever, and you decide like, let's do a video chat date. Like 
it would be a good thing just to vocalize that coming back to the communication thing. It's so like so much of a relationship is communication that it's like, you know, if you're planning on wearing a tux and like making yourself a nice dinner, like why not just say, Hey, why don't we have a fancy zoom date? Like I'm going to make this for myself. Maybe we can video call and cook together. And then we just sit down and eat together. But we're like, you know, setting that expectation of like, I want to yeah. dress up for you. So that way they know. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I think so too. Cause uh, you know, uh, one of the things you learn in nursing is when you assume it makes an ass out of you and me, which I think is hilarious. Um, <laughs> and so when you assume that somebody's going to do something, your expectations aren't going to be met and then it's not going to be set on the right thing, uh, like right. the right path, especially if you set high expectations for something, which I was raised to generally have low expectations for everything. So you're not always <laughs> disappointed. <laughs> Thanks mom. <laughs> so, it's like hope, it's like hope for the best, prepare for the worst, but yes, like yeah. not attaching your emotion mm -hmm. or your worth to the outcome, but like hoping yes, that it, it exactly. is a good one. Yeah. Like I hope it ends up working out for X, Y, and Z, but if it doesn't, then like whatever. And that's kind of what I did when I was on dating apps was like, I think part I wanted a relationship when I first got on because I was young. I had just moved to Arizona. Like I had had a serious boyfriend before I would have liked another one, you know, cause I enjoyed being in a relationship. Um, but by the time I met Cody, I really just wanted to casually date. Right. Obviously, that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not planning on it. I don't yeah. know what the future holds. Um, but I think setting those expectations is good too. Cause some people go in to online dating with the expectation of just having sex or right. just casually dating, or just like your friends, maybe meeting someone's acquaintance. And I know Bumble has Bumble friends or something. Which like is weird to me a little bit, but I've also just never felt the need to do it. Cause I'm just involved in, a, as we talked about, I'm involved in like so many various circles that it's like out of all of the activities I do, I'm able to find some people I like, you know? Well, and um, I felt very similar. I was a student leader in college and yeah. a fairly extroverted person. I got so tired constantly being around people from being a student leader that yeah. I I was like done. I didn't want to see anybody else. And that's why um, Cody and I, I think, have a really cool bond because, you know, growing up, I was so extroverted and I always wanted to be around other people. Um, but now I enjoy my alone time, but mm -hmm. I can be alone with him and still feel recharged. Yes. Like, it's not like a chore to be around him. Um, even sometimes it's a chore to like be around people that I'm really close with and my really good friends, like, uh, for those of you that are listening that don't actually know us, we went to Europe together and I was so scared that Allison was going to like burn me on the cliffs of Moore and leave <laughs> me there to die because I would be so annoying. But like we ended up being totally fine. But that was something I was really concerned about just because you could love someone so much it gets so tired of them. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. That's a really good point. Actually, Alex and I have, uh, Alex, my boyfriend, not Ali's, uh, brother. Um, really unfortunate. yeah, really <laughs> she's terrible. Like, hey, she's like, Hey, my, uh, I'm dating a guy and his name's Alex. I was like, what was wrong with you? Like we <laughs> about dating each other's brothers, but we weren't serious. <laughs> what? Oh my gosh. <laughs> she is not dating my brother, not dating her brother. We've joked about it because then I would become Allison Boykovich and she would become Alice Tubes. And then we just switch names. Yeah. <laughs> it would be amazing. Be um, but yeah, like my boyfriend, like we've talked about that before too, where it's a similar situation. Like I've never found myself like around someone like that. Cause 
I'm very involved in stuff, but I still have always cherished my alone time. And with him, like he's actually quarantined with me and my family right now. Like he's staying with us and that means we're sharing a room and I totally can like just sit around him and do nothing and say nothing to him for hours. And both of us can just do our shit and it's fine. And it feels like we're alone, even though we're together and we can recharge in that way, which was really nice. Yeah, that's super important for any relationship is knowing how to recharge. Um, just because, you know, Cody and I have very different interests. I, like, need Cody's attention, even if he's just, like, sitting there playing his game. Like, I need him to be mm-hmm. there and, like, need. That's, like, one of my necessities, which is so funny because I'm pretty independent. But- that sounds almost like a love language thing, just, like, quality time, you know? Yes, like, even absolutely. if even if you're not necessarily doing a thing together, just being around them. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no. Blue. Uh, a good one. Allie's cat is currently walking in front of the camera and it's actually really funny cause I can just see his whiskers. So, um, I guess yeah. I wanted to touch a little bit too on like when you are dating, cause this is just something I've noticed, especially since starting to host pandemic love, like, it might just be my personality type, but like, I just want to talk, not small talk very quickly. Like when it comes to a date, because I'm like, you know, I want to kind of gauge where me and the other person are at very quickly. Um, so like, even if I was just going on an online date that I felt was pretty casual, like I wasn't afraid to talk about deeper shit pretty early because in my head, it's like, number one, I want to find out if you're just trying to hook up. Number two, mm-hmm. if you are looking for something serious and I like, if you are looking for something serious, I want to know if this would even work between us at all. So like, I need to know some of these important things about you. Like, you know, what are, where are your morals more yeah. or less? And it's not necessarily even getting into like, do you believe in God shit? But like, mm-hmm. um, really hitting at home things like (laughs) things like things like you know do you work out like things that are important to me like do you work out um do you like what are your extracurricular activities like are you close with your family like certain things like that that most people might not necessarily Mm want to talk about on a first date I definitely used to bring up on first dates and I wasn't a psycho about it but I was like no let's have real conversation let's actually learn about people like was your experience like you could do that more Um, yeah Yeah. well I think part of it it also helps I'm an open book like you can ask me anything and I'll answer it honestly I don't Mm -hmm. have secrets I don't care you know I'm just I'm a very honest person and I think that freaks people out sometimes um but I uh this is what I like to refer back to when you work with dying children you don't have time for bullshit you just realize that it's just not the world isn't it's it's just not worth it it's not worth it anyway um but most first dates that i went on that i remember i was generally pretty open and you know the conversation would go different ways or whatever but uh cody and i's first date lasted like eight hours um just talking you know when i tell people that they're like oh it lasted eight hours huh what'd you do and i'm like oh we got coffee after we ate breakfast tacos you know like right like we we just kept talking yeah and we and we did talk about serious stuff um and I remember Cody telling me on the date he was like I don't usually open up this much when I don't know someone but like it feels right um yeah and that's kind of how it felt which I'm an open book I tell everybody everything (laughs) I mean (laughs) sorry (laughs) but um Cody you know that 
with him, it was a little bit different um, and it felt a lot more right. I always tell people it wasn't love at first sight for him. It was like love at first kiss. Like the first time we kissed, I was like, holy crap. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's it. That's fireworks. That's what people talk about. Right. You know, I'd never experienced that before. Um, but I think it's really important to be honest and be yourself on a first date. Um, just because, you know, even if you're yourself and it's not working, then it wasn't meant to be and don't waste your time. Yeah, I'm kind of the same way. And it's, it's funny thinking about like a lot of the first dates that I went on now, because since like getting more serious with my boyfriend, like I've, he and I have both like delved into some like psychology books that compare female and male thinking. And, um, and also talk about dating and, and, you know, like kind of what you said, if, if, if you feel like you're having to put a front on with someone and like, you have the thought of, oh my gosh, but if I tell them the truth, then I'll lose them. Then it's like, well, they're not the one you want to keep. Like Mm -hmm. if you telling them the truth loses them, like you're going to have to tell them the truth at some point. So like you may as well just like get it out of the way and treat it almost like a litmus test of like, can this person actually handle this part of me? Because you really don't know until you tell them. Um, And one of those things that this researcher that we've listened to quite a lot, her name's Alison Armstrong. Shout out to the Allisons. Yes. Um, We are only going to talk about Allisons. Only Allisons are allowed on this show. (laughs) Um, But, but she, she's very interesting because she does a lot of psychology research on how the male brain works and then compares it to female brains. And Mm. um, she has this one section where um, she was talking about like, um, well, first of all, just the fear of, of losing people. Um, but then also it's like, you tend to end up having the most successful relationships with the people that feel more like the complete package. Whereas like, if you meet someone like the person you have been the most sexually attracted to ever in your life to where you're just like trying to pull out all of the stops, you're totally not being your normal self. You're being Mm -hmm. crazy, like turned on. Like, I just want to like bang this person. Um, like I've gone on dates where I am extremely attracted to the person and I go crazy because in my head, I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's so hot. Like, how do I make him think I'm so hot? I just, I just want him to be so attracted to me. Like I want him to feel just like I'm feeling And she talks about the psychology behind that. We're like, actually like, yeah, obviously we're like, most people are very attracted to their partners, but it's not like the most attractive person you've ever dated because it makes you literally go crazy. Like it turns off your processing brain and it turns on your lizard brain and you can't (laughs) have like, you you like can't be your normal self. And I just Mm -hmm. thought that was so interesting too, because a lot of us are swiping on these dating apps based Mm -hmm. on looks alone. And then we're Mm -hmm. getting mad when the hot guy isn't like the person that we thought he was supposed to be, but it's like, Mm -hmm. no, he, maybe he is the person we thought he was, but you are so attracted to him Mm -hmm. that you're being an idiot and you're not being yourself. And so it's true. I, um, yeah. Swiped right. And you, I don't know if you did this. Um, but I know uh, I really like hockey Mm-hmm. And any guy that was a hockey player, I swiped right on. Like right. Any single person that fell within my age range, I swiped right on. Right. And, um, none of those people, like, were people I actually ended up... Well, I went on one date with one guy who ended up dating my best friend for two years, but that's... Oh, my thing. gosh. <laughs> that's a thing. Um, but, I, you know, it, like, never worked out. And, it, and I think sometimes it happens the least when you least expect it because I did not 
to this day, I tell Cody, I didn't expect to meet you. I didn't think I would, but I did. And I'm really happy and I'm glad it all worked out. And it's, it's crazy to me because I never would have thought that we would have found each other on a dating app, but I right. also think that we would have eventually found each other. I know that sounds really weird. Yeah. Like kind of, kind of like, you know, uh, cheesy. Woo-woo. Woo-woo. That was what I was going to go for because we like to yep. use that phrase. <laughs> I'm sitting here with crystals in my hand right now. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Queen of the woo. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, like, I think I told him, I was like, I think even if we hadn't met, because right after we started dating, he was in downtown Phoenix a lot for work. And mm-hmm. I really think we would have ended up meeting. Like, I just, I really do. And I really think, like, we have such a special connection and it sounds like I'm bragging about my relationship and I'm not. I think that there are so many people that have such wonderful and amazing relationships out there. Yeah. And I'm so grateful that I happen to be in a really happy, healthy one. And mm-hmm. if people want to listen to this advice or listen to what I have to say and, and take after that, then that's great. And if people think that, you know, I'm annoying for talking about my fiance so much, then that's <laughs> cool too. Uh, whatever, live your life. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I was this, I had such a positive experience. Do you want to leave that? It is, it is the thing too, where like, um, cause when I met Alex, like I said, neither one of us was necessarily looking for a relationship. And I was actually dating the guy that I had met at the paleo convention at the time that Alex and I met, but like, I was just kind of casually seeing that other guy too. Mm-hmm. So I was like, sure, I can go on a date with this other person. And, um, and it sounds kind of dumb, but it's like, I almost felt more free to be myself with Alex because I kind of thought I was about to start officially dating this other guy. And so I was like, Oh, I'll just go on this fun date. Like, this is cool before I become official with this other guy, Mm -hmm. like, you know, kind of just meet this one last person. And it totally like made me and Alex's connection so much better, so much faster. Like, I had been seeing the other guy for like six weeks. And I mean, consistently, like once or twice a week, we were hanging out. So it was, I was seeing him quite a lot. Mm. And I just didn't feel like I ever got to know him at all to the depth mm. that I got to know Alex on our first date. Like ours was similar to you and Cody's. We like met up in downtown Austin and we just kind of bar hopped. And immediately I was being myself because he wanted to bar hop. And I was like, cool. I don't drink. I will be ordering sparkling water at all of these bars. Also, I'm fasting today, so I will not be eating dinner with you. Um, (laughs) And he was just like, all right, cool. And so he ended up just bar hopping with me and also ordering sparkling water and also skipping dinner. And (laughs) I was just like, God, you guys are such freaks. (laughs) It's so dumb. It's so dumb. And like, and I think back to that now and I'm like, wow, I truly was pulling out all of the crazy Allison stops. And like, he was just went with it. And there were so many instances where that might not have worked out, but I was also just not afraid to fully be myself on that date. And we just had so many, like all of the taboo conversations you're not supposed to have on a first date Mm -hmm. we covered on that first date. And it just like, I just felt so confident being in myself Mm -hmm. and I could tell he felt the same for himself. And Mm -hmm. I think that just like kind of loops around to the whole idea of um, also what I discussed with Anthony today, which is just like, so many people use dating as like an escape from their own problems and Mm -hmm. that's not healthy. And then they get into a relationship expecting these things and then they get differently than what they were expecting. Mm -hmm. And then they're scared to vocalize what they actually wanted. And it's just Mm -hmm. this negative loop. This, yeah, this cycle. Um, 
So it could just be like the thing where if you kind of say like, you know, we, we keep saying it happens when you least expect it, but it's probably just, we least expect it because we are so focused on like, how can I be the best version of myself right now? And then boom, this other person who's also doing that just like collides with you. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh shit, we're also like even cooler together. Like this will work because mm-hmm. we kind of know who each of our, exactly. each of us is alone. Let's see what we can build together. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't know that uh, about that. You were like kind of dating somebody else and you mm-hmm. met Alex. And that reminds me of my, how my parents met, um, my parents have been married over 25 years. They love each other very much. They're in a very happy, healthy relationship, which I like to remind my mom often is why uh, I was so scared of commitment for so long. Because when your parents have a really happy, healthy relationship, it, how can you expect yourself to do the same when like, yeah. you know, I have a statistic down here that says 40 to 50% of um, marriages end in divorce. Yep. So, uh, and that's from the American Psychological Association, in case you're wondering. Uh, I have a whole list. Once we get into things, I have a whole list of um, all the information that I got for the research that I did. Um, but my parents met on the phone, and my mom was dating other people. Uh, and my dad's such a dork. She, like, he, she answered some questions for him, and uh, he wrote her company a thank you note saying, like, yep. oh, that's a good job helping me out. My mom was like, what an old geezer who like <laughs> spent time writing, writing a thank you note to my right. company. Um, and then he would call the company a couple more times and they got to know each other and stuff. And then they, you know, my mom was dating other people. They were just like friends. And yeah, was like, I've never been to California. Um, why don't I come out and meet you? My mom was like, sure. And like, they never, you know, they just like kind of hit it off. And my mom didn't go like, didn't take any think anything serious would come out of it so she was herself and Mm -hmm. my dad was himself because he didn't take anything out of it and then like they ended up just happening and my mom has always told me she's like be yourself because I was never myself with other guys I dated I was who I thought they wanted me to be yeah and when it got to that point you know we would end up breaking up and she's like the first person I was truly myself around was your dad and we've been together you know 25 27 however long they've been together Uh, And they're really happy and they're big weirdos and (laughs) they love each other. And I think your parents probably are very similar because they've been happily married a long time too. Yeah, that's, it's so funny because I talked to friends who like had the dysfunctional family thing or like whatever. And I'm like, I am so thankful to have the parents and the relationship example that I did because yeah, mine are very similar. They, they just met, they, they met on a blind date actually um, set up by two of their friends, but yeah, it was a similar thing to where it's just like, you have this beautiful, loving relationship example and it sets the bar so high for you that like that it, I am thankful actually that I didn't date as much because Alex is my first like actual, well, first boyfriend after high school. And like, I only had one boyfriend in high school too. So it's like, you know, I, I'm figuring out a lot of this shit as I go. And Mm -hmm. Um, but it is very interesting cause it does kind of set your bar for like, okay, this is what I want to do for my partner. Mm-hmm. And this is what I expect from them in return. Like, not as a, like a conditional thing, but just like, how do you respect each other? How do you serve each mm-hmm. other? How do you work things out? Like my parents, I have never once seen them legitimately fight. They might my, like my parents too. They might like disagree on something once in a while, but it has never escalated to an actual argument, at least in front of me and my brother. And I doubt that they've ever had an actual like shouting match of any sort. No, my parents 
they disagree on things 100%. Right. And, but they have very like civil conversations about it. Yeah. And my mom always tells me, she's like, if your dad ever truly yelled at me, I would just cry in a corner for like right. 10 days. Right. <laughs> you know, I tell Cody that too. I'm like, which he was trying to teach me how to drive a stick once. <laughs> it, it did not go well and he yelled at me because that's how he learned how to drive a stick was like getting mm. yelled at to understand how to do it and it did not go well and he yelled at me and i cried for like three hours and i was like you oh. can't yell at me that is not how i learn like that just makes me sad and that's like, <laughs> the only time he's ever yelled at me and that was very early on in our relationship yeah um, to be clear so cody is like the most service like loyal man too like i knew immediately that i wanted ali to marry him when i met him for the first time because like he loves Allie so much. He does shit for why. her friends. <laughs> I like, don't know why. <laughs> well, I say this all the time, like, because it was like the first time I had met him was like, I don't know, he and I both needed to go downtown for something. And well, I was staying with you guys from the airport. Oh, maybe that's when what we went I don't to, know. We it was like, Europe. it was like you, like you were not there. It was just me and Cody. And like, we were all hungry. Like you were back at the apartment. And so like, he was driving me somewhere and we were like, let's get food. And like, he wouldn't let me pay for my food. He like had to pay for it. And like, he was just like, so like serviceable for me and like, so kind to me the whole time. And I was like, this is so cool because it's like, he's legitimately just being kind to me because you, like he knew that I was one of your best friends and he loves you. So he's like, therefore I love this other person for Allie and I'm that going exactly to like, how he is. yeah, it's so, it's so it's amazing. Cool. And, and sometimes people take advantage of that, but he yeah. is, I mean, just downright the nicest person. Yeah. And you know, would just, you hear the phrase, but he would genuinely give the shirt off his back mm -hmm. to somebody and he would go to bat to defend people and, he is just so great. This is yeah. um, this is now the Why I Love Cody podcast. The Why, I, <laughs> why Cody is Great podcast. Why Cody is oh, Great man. podcast. Let's, let's get back to our notes for a yes. second, I guess. No, I know, because um, I, I did a lot of research, and I feel like we've barely talked about it. I know. Um, well, one of the ones that the quote that stuck out to me was at the bottom from Margaret Atwood, which I've seen before, uh, and people who are listening quote. to this might know, but it's like, men are afraid that women will laugh at them. Women are afraid that men will kill them. And I think that's very interesting and is a very representative of what a lot of the statistics I read showed. So mm -hmm. I have a lot of really positive statistics on um, online dating and like kind of what's happened. But something that I thought um, was really interesting is uh, how many people had like a negative experience. So I think yeah. I wrote down some... Um, up at the top, number three says some of those stats, I think. Yes. 50%, 57% of people that took this, um, study it's from the Pew center for research, um, said that they reported positive experiences from a dating site and 9% reported a very negative experience. And I wrote some stat statistics down right here. So 57% of women ages 18 to 34 reported that they got an image that they didn't want. So a dick pic or whatever, which right. I got an, I got a dick pic. I'm sure you've gotten dick pics. Yeah. Yeah. I've got, I've got them on Facebook messenger that you can't escape those oh things. My God, I know. And it's, it's, it freaked me out. I, especially when I wasn't expecting it. Cause like we would be having a nice conversation. Then I'd be like, Hey, I have something that'll cheer you up. I'm sorry to hear you're feeling down. And I'm like, Oh yeah, what's going on? And I thought he was going to send me something nice. And it's literally a picture of a dick. Like, oh my gosh. 
I, it's just so upsetting. Anyway. No. Um, yeah. Now, 60% report getting messages after telling the other person to stop messaging them. This has mm. never happened to me, but I think this has happened to you. I feel like you remember, I remember you telling me a story about a guy who like met you on some app oh, and then messaged you on Facebook, right? Oh my that gosh. Was yeah. That's a crazy story. There was a guy. Yeah. So I was... I think he was on Bumble. And at the time I had like, it was around the time when I had like recently deleted my apps. So like, I think I was still appearing as like a search for people, mm-hmm. which like your profile never goes away. You can delete the app and your profile's still out there, but like the algorithm at, ends up knocking you down once it shows that you're not mm-hmm. active. Right. Um, but yeah, like I never saw this guy on the dating app, meaning either I swiped left on him or um, he saw me after I deleted the app and he, I like went to my like unfiltered inbox on Facebook one time because someone else had reached out to me and I saw this message from this guy saying like, Hey, like, uh, we matched on Bumble and like, I never heard from you. So like, I wanted to reach out to you on here. And first of all, in my head, I'm like, how the hell did you find me? Because my last name is crazy. And Allison is a very common first name. Mm -hmm. So like, that's weird. Um, and then, but like, I, you know, I responded and I just was like, Hey, you know, this isn't the platform for that. Like if I wanted to connect on a dating app with you, I would have connected on the dating app with you, you know, thanks for the compliment, but like, I'm not interested and just was going to leave it at that. And he just went off and I don't use the term incel lightly. (laughs) Like Mm -hmm. he went off. Like I literally had, I think eight, what was it? I had like eight to 10 screenshots worth of messages just from him like going off on me for like women think they're so great and like this is why all of you are single and like nothing special about you and like all this shit and I was like yo dude like calm down like I literally just said like this isn't the platform for it I'm not interested no thank you like you could have just read the message and never responded to me again you are wasting Mm -hmm. your time right now and and he's crazy like right before oh it was right before I said like no thank you he like I like read the first messages he sent me, which were like, I saw you on Bumble. We like, I wanted to connect. So I reached out to you here and I like opened the message and read it and then just didn't respond. And he saw that I had saw the message. And so he followed up with, um, I go to kick butt coffee a lot. And that's where I do comedy very regularly. And that made it real for me because I was like, this is creepy. Like, how did you know that? Maybe I had a picture of me doing comedy there on one of my things. I don't know, but I was just like, what the fuck? So that's when I responded saying, I'm sorry, this is inappropriate. No, thank you. And then he went off, but I was like, bro, like you're literally bringing up a, a location that I go to regularly. And like, you just that made me so feel unsafe. Yeah. Like that's not okay. And um, and I don't feel uncomfortable saying the location on this podcast cause it's a known comedy venue, but it's still just like, wow, like that that's creepy that that guy decided to like try and make it sound more relevant somehow. And like that mm-hmm. was going to get me interested, but, um, but yeah, that was that's, crazy. That's crazy. Cause like that's 60% of people said that they got messages after being told to stop. That's six out of every 10 people on a date yeah that is crazy to me and you can't Um, like super like i mean you can block or like unmatch them but like the reporting i felt like wasn't as great on dating service or dating apps as i would have wanted it to be either like on facebook you can block and and report Mm -hmm. and all that stuff but yeah i agree because you can report and say somebody posted this inappropriate picture but i feel like a lot of times they just go "Eh, it's a dating app 
Right. So I, I think it just depends on what the dating app is and what was posted and stuff. But um, the other statistic I thought was interesting, again, from the Peace Center for uh, Research, is 19% of people report being threatened with physical harm. 19%. Um, and I just think that that is totally insane. I mean... Yeah, this is crazy. A lot of it's too, like, to, like a lot of these stats are just women too. So like, yeah, I did focus on a lot because yeah, I, I mean, I kind of summarized what the article said and I have the link for that. And mm -hmm. if we ever do like a blog or something, I, I'd be happy to post that. Um, but I, I thought it was really interesting just because, you know, women do report being threatened or it, it says 19%. Oh, it is women. Sorry. I didn't know, but 19% report being that's two out of every 10 that are on a dating app. Somebody yeah. threatened to hurt them. That is crazy. Yeah. And it's also just the thing too, where it's like, um, I don't know if I've ever told you this story. There was a, when I was in Washington, DC right after, so you and I went to DC together mm -hmm. and we went and saw last podcast on the left live recording and all that fun stuff, which was so fun. Um, but, uh, the day after you left, I was waiting, um, for the Metro and the metros in DC are very safe. Like I have never felt unsafe in the Metro. Um, and, um, it's really wide open. It's really well lit. There's always a lot of people there. It's fine. Um, but I was waiting for the Metro and, uh, this guy like noticed I was wearing a UT shirt or something. And so he's just like, Oh, like UT, like I went there and he was like my age. So I was like, Oh, that's dope. Cool. Like, and we just started chatting and, I was like not attracted to him at all, like all that stuff. So it was very like, I'm very good at just like broing out very quickly to make it like obvious that I am not <laughs> flirting with you. I, I, I lift weights and I do stand up. Like I know how to hang with guys without them thinking I'm flirting with them. And, mm -hmm. um, and yeah, we just started talking and he like turned out to be a law student at one of the universities in the town. And I was like, Oh, I know someone else there. Da, da, da. And I mentioned like doing comedy and, he was like, oh, that's really cool. Like, he goes, you know, like, if you want to, like, check out a bar sometime, like, in the area, like, I know where, like, the grad students hang out. So, like, it would be people our age kind of hanging. And I was like, yeah, dude, like, I'd love to hit one up before I go to a mic. You know, I'm, I'm here, whatever. And and so I met up with him a couple of days later. Like, we exchanged numbers and stuff just so he could, like, invite me to the the bar. And we went and, like, uh, I wanted to have a drink. Like I mentioned, I don't really drink that much. And so I was like, I'm going to have a wine before I go to this open mic and it'll be fine. And um, I ended up ordering, like, two drinks or something. And then, like, he talked me into a third one and was, like, really pushy about trying to get me to have a fourth one. And I was just mm -hmm. like, nah, dude, like, I'm feeling it. Like, I need to get to this mic. And he uh, he was like, well, let's just go to this one other place. It's like, right, like it's down a couple blocks down and we were close to where I needed to go. So I was like, fine. And we went and I like ordered a drink. I kind of sipped on it. And I was just like, dude, it's actually like time for me to go to this mic now. I need to leave. And um, he was like, well, you look in the party after. And he's like also clearly drunk. At least when I drink, I can handle my alcohol very well. And like, mm -hmm. he was clearly pretty drunk at this point. And he's like, you want to party later? Like, da da da, like getting really raunchy almost. And I was mm -hmm. just like, um, no. And he like tried to grab me and kiss me. And I was like, mm -hmm. no, this has never been the situation. Like, stop mm -hmm. it. And, um, I like ended up getting away from him and just being like, dude, go home. And I like was texting a comedian friend that I had made in DC that I knew was going to be at that mic. And I was like, yo, like, wait for me. 
and I was like texting another guy friend of mine that like was just kind of on hold, you know, just like checking in on me. And I like luckily got to the mic and the guy didn't follow me, but um, I was like, what the hell just happened? And I ended up like, once I got to the mic, I had these like angry text messages from him being like, you know, who do you think you are? Like, getting drinks with a guy and thinking he doesn't want more than that. Like telling me about your sorority life at UT and expecting me to think that you're some good girl. Like, I know what you're into. I know what these sorority girls at UT do like da da da. And I was just like, Whoa, dude, like this was never the precedent that I set with you. And I was like showing, I was like showing the text messages to my friend as they're coming in. And he was just like, he was like, give him a one word response. And he was like, tell him bet, just say bet. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. And so, so I'm like scared, but also I'm like, well, what else do I do? So he's like sending me all these ranty messages about like, oh you know, I can't believe you would do this to me. And then he was like, never contact me again. I never want to hear from you. Like he's saying all that that shit again incel shit and I just responded bet like you're never gonna hear from me again bet that's all I said yeah. and that like set him off to be even more pissed off and so I was just like look dude you told me not to contact you anymore and I'm trying to do that but you're still texting me please stop and he was like I just told you never to contact me da -da -da. and I was like oh my god so I blocked them. I blocked the number. And a few minutes later, I start getting phone calls from an unknown number. He's borrowing someone's phone to call me. And I was like, what the fuck? And so I blocked that number too. And, um, and then like, uh, like the comedian friend, like I did the mic and everything. And the comedian friend, like walked me home afterwards to make sure I was okay. Cause I was staying at an Airbnb yeah. by myself, but dude, I never told this to you. I'm not shitting you like eight months ago I got on Instagram on my personal Instagram and I had like a message request and it was from that fucking guy and I was like okay we had never connected on social media before this this is crazy and so <laughs> I open it and it's just a message from him saying like hey I just wanted to let you know I went to a stand-up show last night and it made me think of you and like I was such a shithead to you. Like I had just broken up with the love of my life three weeks prior. And I was just really angry about a lot of things. And like, you didn't deserve that. And like, I'm sorry. I hope like you can forgive me. And I was like, this is fucking nuts. And so I like responded to it. And I was you just did? like, oh, I, I would have not. Well, cause here was my game plan. I responded and immediately blocked the account. So what I, I like, I responded and I was like, thank you for the apology. You know, I have forgiven you a long time ago because I really don't hold grudges. Like people you come, you know, people that, that, that wastes energy, like don't do that. Um, yeah. But I was like, you know, also you asked me not to contact you and for my own safety, I would really prefer if you also didn't contact me because I don't know how the fuck you found my social media, but this is weird. Please stop. And then I just blocked him and I haven't heard from him since, but I was just like, Holy crap. that's horrifying. <laughs> I know that was like totally a spiel, but it's like, I, again, like I met him in person too. And I, and I think that's kind of what I was going for. Um, yeah. that I kind of brought up is, um, a lot of 53% of people say that online dating is safe and 47% say that online dating is not with the older population generally thinking it's less safe. Um, as well as what I thought was interesting, people with less education think it's less safe, which I thought mm. was interesting. Um, but to me, you know, my argument is you had that experience with the guy that you met on the train. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, 
I, uh, one of the things I'm very interested in is true crime. Uh, that's why I like podcasts amongst other things, but Ted Bundy picked women up in bars. Yeah. I mean, that wasn't particularly safe. And my parents met over the phone. I mean, how is that any different than, you know, meeting on an app? Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I, I think that you can, I, I personally don't think that how you meet someone necessarily matters. In the yeah. And it, I think that does come back to a larger conclusion as well of like, like, even if you meet on the app, you have to meet in person at some point. So it's yes. like, why does it matter if the app is the thing that connected you to? Yeah. Like you exactly. mentioned another good friend of mine whose wedding I'm also in this year, met her mm-hmm. fiance on Bumble and my brother and his fiance met on Tinder. So it's like, even the app that's quote unquote for hookups, like they weren't on there for hookups. So like, there's probably other people who are on there, not for hookups. Like they very much met and like wanted to go on actual dates. And yeah. that's what I happened. Dated, I dated people on Tinder and didn't have sex with them. Yeah. Like, I, I, I mean, we would go out to dinner and, you know, watch a movie or whatever. And then that was it. Yeah. Some people literally just need to hook up. Some people don't. I really just, you know, like we talked about earlier, it's about the intention and setting the precedent of what you want from what's going on. If, if you go in with, one intention and the other person goes in with a different intention and then there's different things it's not going to work out but i think that also could be said for meeting at a bar or meeting at the gym or meeting yeah anywhere uh i think that's just and i I think do you think people have more confidence to be themselves now than in the past or do you think it's like the same i think there's kind of a split because like back in the day when we didn't have as much like control over who we married or it was like considered more of a necessity, like where the families, like you wrote this in the notes too, like families are less involved with the matchmaking process now. Like, I think that's like, just like such a cultural shift. Right. And that's a very much a Western cultural shift. That's very new. Um, because I was even thinking about that earlier, like with my parents, as an example, um, We see plenty of people today who one of the partners gets a job in another city and they might have been together for three to five years, but the other partner doesn't want to leave their life they've built in the current city. Mm -hmm. And so they break up because the other one needs to go with that job and all that stuff. And my parents, like, I think they were together four or five years when my dad got the job. They were living in upstate New York and my dad got the job offer to move to Austin And my mom was just going through a photo album yesterday. She's got the little note that was left for her at work. My dad called her from Austin and left a message at her job and was, and the message was shine up your cowboy boots. That's all it was. And she was just like, what does this mean? And he was like, we're moving to Austin. Like it wasn't even a question of whether she was coming. And like, obviously she had a choice. Like she could have, but like, it's so much more common to see couples break up when something like that happens versus like, Mm -hmm. okay, like I'm moving with you. I love you enough that I'm sticking with you. And so all that to say is like, I, I think there's a split because there's that end of it, but then there's Mm -hmm. the other end of it of people feeling like they do just need to put on a show all of the time. And like, they're, they're feeling the loneliness of not being in a relationship and they're like putting some sort of self-worth in it. And I don't know if that's like a mental health shift in the country But like, it seems to be either people are so confident that they're going to find the perfect person that they will just break up with everyone or they're like, just want someone that they will settle for anything, anything that that's totally my perception, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we're in a very interesting time for human connection right now, just figuring out what it means for people and like 
um, the ideals of commitment and loyalty are constantly shifting Mm -hmm. and people have trust issues now more than ever. And probably because it's easier to find out now if someone Mm -hmm. is cheating, (laughs) but you know, well, and it's, it's easy to be like, Oh, we're just friends or cause you know, I'm friends with other people on social media that I communicate with or whatever. Um, so, you know, if you don't have trust in the other person, it would be really easy to, you know, use those as, as examples. Yeah. And it still just comes back to the communication too. Like that's kind of been a theme throughout this of like, um, even if you are just wanting to casually date or hook up, or you are looking for a long-term partner, like you just need to get that out pretty quickly because you're wasting each other's time. Like if the, you're not on the same page and also being open to like changing that mindset. Cause like you and I both said, neither one of us was necessarily looking for a long-term relationship when we met our current partners, but we had that connection with them that we were like, okay, well, I don't necessarily know what kind of relationship I want right now, but like, I like you enough. And that spark is there to where I want to at mm-hmm. least keep seeing you and mm-hmm. let's figure it out along the way. And that's very much yep. been a story for Alex and I too. So, um, you know, yeah, not being 100- so hard on that. Well, and that 100% was because when Cody and I started talking about being serious, I told him straight up, I was like, I'm in nursing school. I don't particularly like the person I am right now because I was always stressed. I literally, all I did was study, um, and prepare for exams. And when I wasn't hanging out with, whenever I wasn't studying, I was hanging out with him stressing about studying. And so, you know, I, I told him, I was like, I don't know who I am anymore because right yeah. now all I am is nursing school. And then after I graduated nursing school, I was like, I don't know who I am right now because all I am right now is studying for the NCLEX. And then I passed NCLEX and then, um, PS for anyone who's a nurse or a nursing student out there. But, um, your first year of nursing is the worst. It's worse than nursing school. <laughs> um, <laughs> nobody tells you that because then you won't finish nursing school. Right. <laughs> uh, just prepare for it to be horrible. Um, And, you know, it it was just, you know, I kept telling him, I was like, I don't, you know, I'm trying to find out who I am now, but we ended up, I feel like I'm more myself now than I ever have been because he was with me through the difficult times and provided a really strong support. Um, And, you know, we've both had a lot of ups and downs in our relationship, like any relationship, it doesn't matter. Um, And we both had to kind of learn from each other and grow together. And I, I can't imagine not being with him now you know that's the that's the thing I was gonna touch on too is the growing together is like I think so many people feel like I need to work on myself and then they meet a partner and they just become complacent and that was a conversation Alex and I had a lot was like comfortable is not complacent he was very Mm -hmm. scared of the word comfortable for a long time and for me I was like dude I have felt so comfortable with you from the minute I met you and that is Mm -hmm. not complacency like there is a huge difference between being comfortable enough around someone to where the introverted side of you feels recharged after hanging Mm -hmm. out with them yeah um and just being complacent in who you are and not trying to continue to improve yourself and continue to improve yourselves together and continue working on the relationship like there are so many things that you can still do to grow. And just because you found what could possibly be your life partner, like doesn't mean you are complacent. You are comfortable in where you're at, but you're constantly still working on being better. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. I I think so too. And communicate again, going back to communication, but communicating with the person and being like, 
you know, I want to be better so we can be better. How is yeah. this for you? Yeah. And, and just having that open communication. I sometimes think maybe I have, you know, I had more open communication with people I met online because you talk initially before you meet. Right. Um, so like we texted a little bit or whatever. Cody was different cause he was a boring texter, but, <laughs> um, you know, other relationships that I was in, we talked a fair amount before we actually met in person, which sometimes made the date weird because you were like, Oh, I already know like your family and your sisters and right. you know, X, Y, and Z. So it kind of made things a little bit more challenging, but, um, I think just knowing how to communicate with someone and getting more comfortable with them in order for it to be, you know, more comfortable. I know it doesn't yeah. make any sense, but, yeah. uh, you know, it, it makes me wonder like if online dating has made that possible because Cody and I got really close really fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's because we met each other when we did. I don't know if it's because of who we were. I don't know if it's because we did meet online. I, I really don't. Cause he like, we met in mid October and he spent Thanksgiving with my family. Wow. I know. And he's spent every Thanksgiving with my family for the last many years. Right. <laughs> but and the way I thought about it, cause my friends at the time were really against it. They were like, you shouldn't spend Thanksgiving with him. You don't know him all that well. And I was like, well, if my friend, if my friends weren't going home for Thanksgiving, cause they couldn't, I wouldn't want them to be alone. Yeah. Why should it be different because we're dating? He's still right. my friend. And first and foremost, Cody is my best friend. Mm. I, mean, I just, before, you know, he is just. I, I think it's really telling and I, you, you can agree to this cause you've known me for a really long time, but when something happens, I either call my mom or I call Cody. Yeah. Whoever doesn't answer, I call the other one. <laughs> and I have always called my mom, like always for everything, my entire life. So someone that like, I also called was very strange. Yeah. Um, cause none of my other boyfriends. Even my high school boyfriend, who we were very close and we broke up amicably because I moved away for college and we're actually still in contact. And um, I wasn't even like that with him. And I really, he was my first love. I really loved him. And I mm-hmm. think he really loved me and we had a good relationship, but it just wasn't like that. Right? Yeah. 17, but, <laughs> but still, you know, you know those feelings yeah. can be real. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and that relationship, I think, really set me up for success because I, knew what I wanted out of a partner. Cause he was a really healthy, it was a healthy relationship and we Absolutely. had a good time and, and you know, I, I knew what I wanted from that and what I deserved and I hope he's doing well. He is. He recently talked. So that's good. I know yeah. I, I'm probably one of the only people ever except for you. You have a very interesting <laughs> past. <laughs> I have a good relationship with any guy I've dated. Like, any, yeah, even cause like I, I say I've only ever had like one other boyfriend and that was a high school boyfriend, but like I have dated other people and like, that's true. Um, all that I stuff about the high school boyfriend. I know. Cause we both know him, but, um, but yeah, I have a great relationship with him and, um, yeah. And it, it's great. And, and I mean, my current boyfriend, he's divorced, like he got married young and he has a good relationship with his ex-wife and I'm happy for that. Like, Oh, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. That's I the other thing. A good relationship with her. Yeah. That's the I other thing. It, it's like, I think you it know, a lot if you it's emotional it. maturity. Right. Like, mm-hmm. and, and I think I'm just thinking about all of this communication talk within the, the current coronavirus world too, of like, 
we are seeing such a spike in video calling. And I know I've had conversations with people that I just wasn't normally talking to before, but now it's like, mm-hmm. We have this extra time. We may as well reconnect with all of these people. And I know we started a podcast. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. And, I, and I think we can kind of apply that to dating, you know, like if, if you are going on those dates, like, and you feel like online dating is sucking even more because you can't meet the person like in person, you know, like at least do the video call thing. Cause you can find out a lot about seeing someone online um, uh, on video versus just, you know, texting. Cause even hearing their voice adds a different layer. Um, it so does. Yeah. It so does. And there's definitely been times where I'm like, wow, this person's so funny when I'm texting them on the dating app. And then I meet them in person and they're not witty at all. And I'm like, oh, you were they're funny. Good. Cause you had time to think about it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. there's, there's definitely a lot of nuance you can add and, and all that stuff mm-hmm. in the, cor- in the Corona world, <laughs> even if you're not going to meet them. I think if I were in, I think, uh, just because I am both an introvert and an extrovert, like I thrive being around people, but I also thrive being by myself, not thrive, but like I get energy from being, you recharge. Yes. I recharge. It's both, um, for me personally, the older I got, the more I do enjoy my alone time. Um, when I was in high school, I think I never spent any time alone except (laughs) like, and even into college. And even when I was asleep in college, like I always had someone around (laughs) because I I had a roommate or whatever. If we, if we were, uh, like if I weren't dating Cody now during the coronavirus epidemic, um, I would 1000% be on dating apps trying to meet people because I would be so bored. Um, cause so I'm a nurse, uh, and I work at a pediatric, I work at a pediatric hospital in Arizona. Um, or like in a pediatric setting in Arizona and something interesting about COVID, which if you're listening in 2029, you already know this, <laughs> but the, the pediatric population isn't being hit quite as hard as the adult population. So I actually am getting mandatory canceled from work because all elective procedures and all non-emergent things have essentially been postponed. Yes. So our hospital census is the lowest it's ever been. So I've been wow. home for eight. I've been home for eight days. And wow. sometimes I feel sometimes I feel weird about that because I'm like, oh, I I should, you know, if I'm not being used here, should I be going to New York? Should I be going to Chicago? Should I be going somewhere where they're getting hit? But it's it's not it's it's just a matter of when. Right. Arizona has, is being hit right now. The adult population is being hit right now, but it's not at its peak. Mm-hmm. When it's at its peak, we'll accept every pediatric case in the Valley or um, in Arizona. And then from there, we'll start taking on people up to 21 and then up to 25. Wow. And then even adults if we need to. So it's weird right now because, like, I'm not working. So, like, I'm super bored. Yeah. <laughs> I, like, I uh, just moved into a house and I already vacuumed the house. I don't even think I vacuumed my apartment. I like I vacuumed before you came. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and I, I vacuumed and I mopped my floors. They aren't even dirty. I moved in like two weeks ago and I mopped <laughs> them. <laughs> you know, I was just like looking and I've been meal prepping and cooking and going for walks. And I, I, if I didn't have Cody, I would be so bored. Cause well, I'm that's the thing. There's so many people right who are like alone right now. And like, and, yeah. I think that's like another thing that like the online dating has added. It feels like we're more connected, but it's still just through a screen. 
and people mm-hmm. are like craving that in-person connection. And so Absolutely. like, you know, for the immediate future for us in, in coronavirus time, 2020, it's like, all right, well, the closest we can get for most people is video chatting. Like, let's get on that. And like, don't be mm-hmm. afraid to request it on your online dating app because, mm-hmm. you know, the app's not going to support it. But as soon as you match with a person, be like, yo, this is the equivalent of a date. It's actually lower stakes because I can stay home. And but free. also, yeah, it's you like, know, and- you know, also like, Hey, I'm planning on wearing a sundress to this. What do you want to wear? Like, you know, just something, but. And I, I think in a way you can almost be more honest with people because you're more comfortable because you're in your own home. Mm-hmm. You can be more comfortable. I would like to see if, if, you know, initial dates continue to happen through online, um, like through zoom or Skype or FaceTime or whatever. That's actually um, a thing. One of like our contestants on pandemic love mentioned, they were like, dude, I kind of want to just make this my first date, like doing video calls because they were like, there's so much that's missed on the actual online dating platform. But then when you meet them in person and you feel bad, cause you're not attracted to them in the same way, then you're like, oh shit, I need to spend an hour with this person because that's polite. And it's like, uh, you know, the video call could be like a good halfway where you see exactly. their mannerisms before you meet them in person mm-hmm. and see if you're going to, you know, match or not. And it's just like a casual thing that you can do. I actually um, matched with a guy on Tinder before I met Cody. Uh, and he was in Phoenix for like a baseball tournament or something that actually lived in San Diego. And I think we did a, a video call, mm-hmm. like a video date. And like, we weren't interested, like after the video date, we were like, oh, obviously this isn't going to work out. You live far, you know, right. whatever. But he still follows me on Instagram and I still follow him and like his stuff. And we are friends on Snapchat and stuff. And, yeah. You know, I, I, it was like an interesting way to meet people. Um, so I don't Absolutely. know. I, I think there could be a lot of positive that could come out of this. And like, I think the healthcare industry is going to completely change after this and our economy is completely going to change. But I think things like online dating and how we communicate with each other is going to change too. Like this pandemic has really screwed everything up. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's kind of making people realize what's important too. So um, things are changing. Uh, We see uh, people who can work from home who don't need to go to the office. And I think that that's interesting. And I, I think our whole world is going to be changed from this at the world as we know it, at least. I, I Absolutely. Think. I made that point. Cause I mean, my brother has a quote unquote real job in a corporate office. Like he does supply chain for an oil company and right. he has been staying with us for the past month, doing his job perfectly fine from the dining room table. And in my head, I'm like, how are these companies about to convince all of these employees that they can't offer them remote work options anymore because they clearly have made it work. You know, like what's the spin they're going to try and do to get people to come back to their office every Monday through Friday. I know it's, it's totally nuts. And you know, uh, a lot of the people I'm in immediate contact with, that's not the case. Uh, my dad's a pilot. You can't really do that from home. Right. And I'm a nurse and a lot of people actually do nurse from home. Uh, one of my friends, uh, left bedside nursing, uh, to do, like phone triage like telemedicine stuff yes. yeah and he does it all from his house i was like wow what a that's life. crazy <laughs> yeah like, and you work days and you like have normal sleeping hours that sounds awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh my god nights um yeah i do i do love nights uh but you know i think a lot of our world's going to be changing for that exact reason of yeah i did this for two and a half months here you know from my computer why do yeah. I need to drive to work every day? Exactly. 
Yeah. And I'm wondering if like, that's going to change in the dating scene too, of like how people choose when it's actually worth going out on a date. Like, like again, coming back to the pre-screening of like, Oh, let's do a zoom call before I actually like (laughs) go out in person with you. Uh, And I think the whole culture of dating would have to change too. Cause I think unless everybody did it, if somebody was like, I think we should do a zoom call before we meet. I'd be like, why don't you just want to meet in person? And then I'm right. So I'd be curious to see if like the whole, you know, culture of dating could change to reflect that. Yeah. I I, I say I doubt, but at the same time, the whole culture of dating changed probably around 2013, 2014 when Tinder came out. Yeah, exactly. And I think Gen Z is going to probably be totally down for the video call thing because they're the ones that are really suffering from all of this right now, too. They're graduating high school and all of this, you know, they're graduating college and all this like, dang. Yeah, I feel so bad for them. I saw saw a TikTok of some girl getting ready for prom, even though she wasn't going. And I was like, this is very sad. Yeah, it, It also makes you, you know, which in general, I think, you know, I'm, we're both very privileged. I completely understand that. And I recognize that. Um, but it, it also makes you take things for granted, like going to prom and yeah. graduating, you know, the proudest day of my life was when I graduated college. Yeah. And you happened to be there for that. Cause we left Europe the next day. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that was the proudest day of my life. Like to this day, it was the best day. Um, yeah well, it wasn't the best day the best day was, when it was the proudest it. yeah it was the proudest i've ever been and yeah. you know i don't know if it would be the same for me doing it online because they are doing asu is doing a graduation online and they're gonna have speakers and everything which i'm asu is number one in innovation that's great that they did that yeah like a lot of the other colleges but, i've not heard that so that's good yeah which ASU is always on the ball trying to do something different. And I'm mm-hmm. very proud to have gone there for my undergrad. And like, I'm a very proud Sun Devil and I think they do really good things. Um, but you know, a lot of, I, I don't know if I would, even though I think it's great that they're kind of trying to put a bandaid and do the best that they can on this situation, I would be pretty devastated to not walk across the stage and, yeah. and, and shake the Dean's hand. And yeah. it, it meant the, graduation you went to i went to two graduations uh the graduation you went to was way better than the one <laughs> you didn't go to so i didn't miss anything um but you know that was a very exciting moment for me and uh the one that allison went to is actually my honors college graduation and like your thesis director put like a medal on you to signify that your yep. thesis was done and everything and it it was just even though you know looking at it as an outsider you're like that's so stupid they just put a freaking necklace on you it was you know i had pictures of it and it was i was so proud and it meant so much to me and i i feel really bad for those people that aren't going to get that and yeah even though prom generally is stupid (laughs) it's still like a big marker for people right still it's still for me the fun part of prom was like planning where we were going to get dinner and like how my hair was going to look yeah dressing up and dressing up and then you went to the dance for like 20 minutes and you're like this is boring and that was it yeah yeah for sure even if that's how the case is i'm sad that so many people aren't going to get that experience i know and i feel really bad for them and you know i I hope this doesn't you know i'm feeling it a little bit because i'm getting married in october um yeah one of my best friends is getting married in june she doesn't know what she's gonna do because they're they're predicting that it, it could affect be all the way in june um yeah east coast is on lockdown till june 10th which is my birthday <laughs> what up gemini's 
<laughs> a lot, doesn't it? Um, but yeah, like a lot of places are on lockdown until June 10th and, and her wedding is shortly after that. And she's freaking out and I don't blame her. Yeah, that's, that's crazy, man. But I guess to, to bring it back to the online yeah, dating sorry. a little bit. No, it's we good. We both like went editing this. <laughs> yeah, I'm honestly, most of this is good. I guess just like final thoughts probably at this point. I know we got a lot out today. Um, I think the theme that I just kept coming back to was like, dating is weird no matter if it's online or not so like yes. best methods for you are the best methods and like don't worry mm -hmm. about explaining it to the family you know like <laughs> i i totally agree i and i think the culture is changing um yeah. i think like my mom is definitely more open to meeting you know hearing yep. that my friends met people online or whatever she's a lot more open to because she saw what happened with me yeah so like, well i guess i was wrong um i also think um I think no matter how you meet someone, communication is really important. And we kind of talked about that and just communicating your intentions and what you want and being honest and being yourself, even if it's hard or weird, because, you know, you're yourself with your friends and it's not hard to be yourself around your friends. Yeah. So why would you want to not be yourself around someone that you want to be in a relationship with? You know? Yeah. The only time that works again is like, if you're just trying to hook up, like <laughs> if you want to put on that facade to hook up with that hot person for a little while, sure it works, but it's not going to really lead to anything long-term because you're going to have to be yourself eventually. Which so it's is like, crazy to me. Cause I could not be like, you know, naked in front of someone I barely knew that would freak me. And that's yeah. to each his own. Right. But like, yeah, you know, very it's, true. it's, but like, it's a, it's definitely a thing for me where I'm like, yeah, if I'm going to spend any significant amount of time with you, I'm not hiding this. Like this is, <laughs> this is how I am. So sorry. But That's yeah. True. Yeah. But I, I think, think those are your personalities good. too. I'd be curious yeah. what other people have to say. I want to hear other people's like dating stories. Oh yeah. Uh, I have sure. so many, I, if we talked about a lot of positive dating experiences, I was going to talk about uh, Mark Twitchell. Oh yeah, we'll him. We we'll should do about him an episode on him because that's super fascinating. Um, but yeah, He's really interesting. Along with the Craigslist killer and other people who this might just turn into a true crime podcast. <laughs> no, it can't. There's too many. <laughs> it can't. There's too many. It but there's too. There many. might be a couple. There might be a couple spinoff episodes of it. <laughs> Absolutely, and you know, I I just think how people have used some of their top. You know, we're. A lot of the topics that we have, which I want to hear if we end up publishing this, send in what you want us to talk about, what you want us to research. Uh, Absolutely. I am interested. And I think Allison is too. That's why we get along so well. You know, all is on the table. That's why this is called, called that. that. I, I am yeah. fascinated by absolutely everything. Everything is interesting to me. Hell yeah. <laughs> like, and, Al and Allison's the same way. Like we, we both like, you know, anything, you know, we did a bunch of stuff when we were in Europe and we were interested in all of it. And hi. yeah, yeah, we, we can, we can learn. pick, we can pick stuff and research pretty much anything. And I will probably make dumb jokes about a lot of it, but, um, sounds great. Yeah, it's, it's good. This will be good conversation. And, um, we appreciate anyone who's been listening. <laughs> yes, of course. I know that sounds so weird. It's just like a conversation between you and me. And I'm like, I know I you might listen to it. I know. I, oh, would, shit. I would love for people to too, but I'm sure. We'll yeah. Like, All those girls do is talk about themselves. And like, yes, I am a Gemini. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there were some good gems in here too. And like, I, so you know, I want to hear what people have to say, like reach out to us on social media. 
I think both of our, my Instagram's public. I don't know if yours is. Yeah, mine is um, too. We'll put those handles in the description and mm-hmm. definitely subscribe wherever you're listening. Um, send us messages on the DMs. I'm sure we'll, if this becomes a, an ongoing thing, I'm sure we'll come up with a Gmail for you guys to send actual yeah. emails to, but. <laughs> Absolutely. I even started working on a logo. I don't know what this is going to be, but if anything, you know, this has been so much fun and I love researching and I've been really miss- missing that from college and from high school and just being in school. So this is like really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would love to do it again. And if you guys want, like I said, anything that you guys want us to talk about, I would love to talk about. Anything. Love the info. Yeah. Yes. Let us know. So reach out to us and uh, yeah. Any, awesome. any closing thoughts, Allison? Thanks for listening and we'll be back soon. This has been All Is On with the Allisons. <laughs> Heck yeah.